Welcome back, guys, our avid listeners. We appreciate and love you guys so much. Um, and also, uh, forever, who is new at listening to us, we appreciate and love you, too. This is a podcast about a bunch of, uh, a couple of goons getting together on a Sunday, sometimes Tuesday, whatever day of the week works, uh, talking about shit. <laughs> we talk about everything and anything, primarily sports. Today will be a sports podcast. I am, again, Chelsea, and I am here with, uh... Joe, Sports Stacks. You got Ryan over here covering NBA. And baseball. And baseball. A little bit of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Corey with the NFL today. Hell yeah. So, welcome, guys. We appreciate you. Um, first, we're going to go into talking a little bit about uh, golf. Uh, golf is kind of my thing. I've been really getting into it. As some of you may know, I have golf in my blood, so I really appreciate the sport. We've been getting out in the last two years, uh, starting to golf because of COVID. You know, there are a few good things that came from COVID. I can say that for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You thank right? God. <laughs> but, man, I've been playing golf for so long, and I've been trying to get Ryan to play golf. I know. Forever. I know. He was like, that's I old it. man sport. I hated it. It was stupid. And then Corona <laughs> happens, and he wants to go hang out with people, and just Sean got him the golf. And yep. Yeah. Like, yep. Now you can't stop him. Yeah. And who I did is, three times who last is week. your quote sponsor? Oh, Under Armour. Under Armour, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Since 99. <laughs> yeah, not really, though. No. We were just kidding. That's a fam joke. Yeah, JK. JK Lulz. Um, I'll, I'll take Good Good as my sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. That would be dope. That would be cool to link up with them. Oh, Maybe yeah. one day. Maybe. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, so the Zurich Classic was from April 21st to the 24th in Avondale, Louisiana. Um, Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman won the Zurich Classic last year in 2021. This year, Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley teamed up to win the Zurich Classic on Sunday at uh, the same Avondale, Louisiana. Uh, so while the winning pair did not earn official world ranking points, they did split a nearly 3.4 million winners check. Nice. <laughs> Each taking home just south of 1.7 million. I'd be Dude. okay with that. <laughs> Pocket change. <laughs> they don't even care. <laughs> they also each collected 400 FedEx Cup points. Just to clarify what this means, FedEx Cup points are distributed to players earning official money. So only players who are PGA Tour members or become members during the season will be listed on that points list. So are the cup points different from like the world ranking points, I'm guessing? Potentially? Yeah, that's... no, it is. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. good. Good to know. I'll have to definitely look into that a little bit. That's so, why you specificated at... Uh, specified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> specificated. <laughs> we make up words here, peeps. It's okay. So the FedEx Cup is a season-long points competition which culminates with the FedEx Playoffs, a series of three events to determine the FedEx champion. So we will. I will get into that the closer we get to the FedEx Cup Tour because that could be, you know, a podcast in itself talking about what that entails. So uh, coming into second and third places for uh, the golf tournament, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans is second Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. 
Uh, they won $979,400. There is a significant difference between first and second place. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Boom. Like, wow. I mean, still, I take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I mean, for it. sure. Right. And then third, Sam Ryder, Doc, and Doc Redman. $641,175,000. For playing a round of golf. I know. I know. But it's not like a regular... Like, you're going to go into it. It's like a different... It's not like stroke play, like a like a master's. It's not a stroke play. It's not. I will get into that uh, towards the end here. The Zurich Classic of New Orleans will use an alternating round four ball and foursomes format. The first and third rounds will be four ball, and the second and final rounds will be foursomes. So it's not towards the end. It's actually right here. <laughs> Whoa. That one's quick. It's been a long week, guys, already. It's been a long week, and it's fucking Tuesday. <laughs> but we're here making content for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so for foursomes play, players will rotate tee shots. One player will hit the tee shots on all the odd-numbered holes, and the other will hit the tee shot on all even-numbered holes. So example... Example, player A and player B are partners. On the first hole, player A tees off, player B plays the second shot. Player A plays the third shot, and so on until the ball is holed. The total strokes taken will result in the team score for that hole. For four ball play, the players on each team will each play his own ball throughout the entirety of the course with the best score on each hole recorded. On the first, so for example, on the first hole, go, both golfers on each team tee off. Player A pars the hole and player B birdies it. The team will be credited with a birdie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely different than our normal mm-hmm. what we what we can see as regular golf. I guess to us, right, the fam. That's kind of cool because you're not only pl- you're playing together, but you're also playing the game separately. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to do well, but you're also in case you fuck up. You're relying on your, your partner, partner to, yeah. to hold potentially it. carry. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's very, it, it was interesting when I was re, uh, researching it the other day. So in case of a tie in this open, in this golf tournament, a hole by hole, which is a sudden death, playoff will be contested with the first hole played as foursomes, alternate shot. The second hole played as four ball, Best ball, where the formats alternate every hole thereafter on a set of rotation holes. Uh, so they use the same formats of, as each round, and then for the playoff, it, but it is sudden death. Like mm-hmm. if you you lose after that first alternative shot, then that's that means that's, that's it. game over. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But if it goes to a second, then it is best ball. And if it goes to a third, then it goes to a back alternative shot and huh. <laughs> messy. <laughs> I can see it getting Interesting. Massive. I mean, it's good to see more than just stroke play and golf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's many it different games. and Like, the Ryder Cup does different uh, modes. I guess I don't know if you want to call it game modes. Yeah, game. <laughs> matches. Yeah. The matches. Yeah. Golf matches, yeah. guys. Golf matches. <laughs> well, on PlayStation, it's game modes. <laughs> I wasn't here for the podcast, so mind your own. Uh, well... Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So a couple That's... of fun facts. Uh, first fun fact is you can actually sign up to volunteer at different golf tournaments 
uh, throughout, you know, the world, I Dude. probably, which I thought was pretty cool. I want to do that so Fam bad. Jam. <laughs> I want to do that. Volunteer. You're over here doing I wanna whatever. Be, You're over I here. I want to be the guy oh, that's like man. standing there with his hands up telling everybody oh, yeah. to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to oh, be this guy. God, yes. I'll be the guy that takes the rope and blocks the aisle so yes. no one can walk. <laughs> what would you be, babe? Caddy do it. No. <laughs> yeah. Getting that money. Yeah, yeah, dude. Play in caddy. It's a volunteer. I don't think like, it's volunteering. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's I, like would, I ain't never been on this, ca- this course before, but I'll be as best as I can do. I'd be the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like the caddy's caddy. One for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be the caddy's one caddy. One for you, and just three for me. Tell that caddy how many yards we got, and then that caddy would sell oh, that. <laughs> oh man so second fun fact to play at this course it would cost us for $269 a piece which would be a grand total of $1,076 that's not horrible that's what Corey said earlier when that's we were talking not, about that yeah because horrible. Joe how much was it when you looked up um, to play at Augusta I don't know Augusta, but I know Pebble Beach. Oh, yeah, Pebble Beach. Yeah, Pebble How much Beach was Pebble Beach? Pebble Beach, Pebble Beach was like maybe five or six. But and you have to stay on site. But you have to hundred or grand? Hundred. hundred. Oh. But, listen, but you have to stay in the resort like to, to get be able to play. Tub, unless it's like off-season oh. or evenings or you're walking and it's evenings. And so essentially you're paying. I mean, to be honest thousands with you, of dollars. this could potentially be that. I didn't really look into that any further. But this is what the the site said that mm. I went on to. Well, according to your brother, there is a PGA Tour coming in Ohio. Yes, yes. down in Dublin area. And even so then, I mean, Ohio. that's close. And so you go into there to play 269. It's I mean, the Memorial. About, but if you think about it, it's that's a think about it on top of your stay. To right. play at a PGA course just to drive to Dublin, Ohio, I mean, just to say you play on a PGA I think it course. Happens I mean, every year on Memorial Day too, it's in Dublin, Ohio. Yeah, but just to be able to. Play on a PGA course and knowing that one's in Ohio. Oh, that's if you're awesome. gonna spend two hundred and sixty nine dollars, I'd rather sleep at home instead of getting a hotel and oh, airfare yeah, and everything that. else. I, that. Down oh, the yeah. Yeah. I think the Firestone <laughs> That's an Akron. Right. Bridgestone. That, yeah, it's the Bridgestone. Well yeah, right. and to stay in a hotel right outside a golf course is a lot different than staying at a fucking golf resort. Oh yeah. Our oh, stay yeah. there would probably be at five G's. God damn. Maybe. I'm just throwing out <laughs> no, an arbitrary number. Out some cash I'll Stay sell out quiet. to Rain Channel Legends to go to a golf course, fancy golf no, course. No, guys, I got a pocket change. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. When you're a caddy, we'll get it. <laughs> uh, some upcoming golf tournaments. We have the Mexico Open at Vedanta Tour from April 28th through May 1st. And that purse is $7,300 thousand dollars that's sorry money yeah <laughs> i've never seen that many zeros never. before <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my god it's goofy. but this is actually something interesting that you brought up you know with we've seen the recent we talked about the like the fights with the um athletes and fans and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you always hear basketball or like fights in football and right. fights in like yeah. the baseball and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And you you looked this up and stuff about golf, and this yeah. is actually, I'm kind of it's curious and cool. interested in learning. I, I kind of knew about this, because they talked about it last year. I don't know if it's still happening th- this year. Yeah. But I knew about this Well, last what year. I found was from June 2021. Okay. And, and I guess it will come to some sort of conclusion, I think, towards the end here, what it could look like between the two. 
Um, and just in golf in general, just people yeah. have different views on things. Yeah, and me and Chelsea were talking, that's why she started digging a little deeper, because, you know, golf is kind of like that gentleman's sport. Right. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Like, right. So, have you noticed, like, at least I feel this way, if something crazy happens in the NFL, it's broadcasted everywhere. Oh, it's blown up. It's it, all over. Oh, yeah. It happens in the MLB, it's blown everywhere. Right. Golf it doesn't really happen golf that much. Now, I will say there's probably is less incidences, because it is probably. a gentleman's sport. Right. So, you know, that's why... You you know, Tiger Woods having seven wives was, you know, made crazy headlines. <laughs> but at the same time, like like Joe was saying a minute ago, I think more stuff happens, but they just kind of keep it under wraps. Right, because like golf. it's it's not meant for that. Right. So yeah. it was really exactly. cool that Chelsea found this. Yeah, and when I was reading it last night, I was like, this is bougie-ass language. <laughs> like, you would not use this it really was. any yeah. other fucking... Uh, article ever yeah. about anybody but with golfers you know it <laughs> like something it's it's just it's kind of silly but whatever uh so this is kind of a glimpse into uh the secret world of golf and the bitter feuds that might happen there again this happened back in uh june of 2021 so bryson DeChambeau and brooks koepka were number five and eight respectively of the pga tour and Koepka was being interviewed following the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island, answering some standard questions. How the course conditions were and putting surfaces, surfaces of the greens and probably of the like. Uh, DeChambeau appeared in the camera behind Koepka and it appears that he said something, but no one really knows what was said. Uh, so Koepka's facial expression changed dramatically during the interview. Oh followed, <laughs> I know. Oh. You should have read the article. Scandalous. It was so much more disturbing yeah, than was, how right. I'm describing it. Was. It. it was crazy. Um, it changed dramatically during the interview. Followed with what that he had that he had lost his train of thought. So he had said <laughs> in the interview, he he literally like rolled his eyes. It was it was pretty dramatic. But he did I don't... say something at the very end of it when we watched the video. He was like, how can you with that shit or stuff or something like that? Well, yeah, you can clearly hear somebody saying something. Um, but ultimately, speculation says that he had stated, if your man has something to say, he can say it to my face. Or something of the sorts. No, like, I'm wondering whoa. if this was... Wait, hold no, okay. I'm wondering if this It was said to the caddy though, I think. Because um what Bryson Brook Bryson and Brook on the uh, Ryder Cup team together? I believe they were, yeah. Yeah. And I mean there there has been said about like like Bryson, the way he plays golf, like him just just drilling drives, just beaming him four hundred yards. I mean, that's not the style of golf that's gonna last because he's not gonna last that long. No. But he's already going in for hand surgery and stuff right. after this year and yeah. In the middle of the year or something like that, it's just. But I, I mean, they were on the same team together for the Ryder Cup. Yeah, and I mean, well, in this interview, that's why I think this happened because in that in the interview that we watched, he was talking about putts and it being very windy that day, and supposedly that comment was said to his caddy, "If your man's got something to say, he can say it to my face." And I think that day, Bryson DeChambeau, I looked up the score; his putting was off like all day. Yeah. And so then I feel like there was a beef between them when they were on teams because Ooh. he wasn't either keeping up or keeping right. pace or mm. playing like crap. 
Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, but I mean, when you're Bryson and you play a par five dogleg to the left with water in the middle, you bomb and, it, over the and water. you bomb it over the water, <laughs> and you eagle that hole. I mean, right, right. I, I get think that. it has to do with how slow uh, Bryson does play slow. I've heard yeah, a lot of people have complained works. about that. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, this it does. From. It yeah. does. I well, I can only you know conjecture based on what I've seen and, and read and heard and whatnot, but this view had started in 2019 when during the Omega Dubai Desert Classic, DeChambeau and his caddy, Tim Tucker, had gone through a series of calculations involving air, dense, air density and runout yardage as they calculated distances to the hole. So the idea behind the clip was to demonstrate the complexity of his process, but it took him approximately 90 seconds to hit a wedge shot. Wow. While Koepka was speaking to Michael Weston on the Golf Monthly podcast, he made a comment about slow play, quote, slow Mm. play, quote, and it appeared to have been geared towards DeChambeau and how slow he was to make his wedge shot. He had stated, and I quote, I just don't understand how it takes a minute and 20 seconds or a minute and 15 to hit a hit a golf ball. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, rude. Wow. <laughs> it's always between two clubs. There's a miss short, there's a miss long. It really drives me nuts, especially when it's a long hitter because you know you've got two other guys or at least one guy that's hitting before you so you can do all your calculations. You know, during the time that they're hitting, I guess his... his uh, perspective of the game is that they should be doing the calculations while people are already hitting. I mean, that makes sense. It does. But, obviously, DeChambeau has another perspective. So, um... Would you use the other person's ball as, like, data if you're calculating all of this shit? You would think. How are you You calculating... How are you calculating air density and... There is actually... So you could actually look that stuff up. There is a calculation that golfers use and stuff. Like, it's wild. That's... Yeah. That's like what all the Cali does. He like says the yardage. He does the math. That's like what they're always. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just fucking hit the ball. <laughs> if, you're, if you're good, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you think Tigers, bro? You think Tigers spent ninety seconds calculating air densities? Or Not ninety. He put his caddy oh, probably spent ninety seconds though. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So your caddy sucks, bro. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, obviously, if you're the first guy, you might t- take 10 extra seconds, but it doesn't take that long to hit the ball. This is still, quote, especially if it's not blowing 30. He added that he would like to see pace of play policies enforced more strictly. Guys are already so slow, it's kind of embarrassing. I just don't get why you enforce <laughs> some things and don't enforce others. Damn. Wow. Yeah, he got pretty. So there's some beef. Gnarly. God, he would hate yeah. to play behind us. Christ. You know, first world Damn. problems. <laughs> DeChambeau responded, please don't realize that people don't realize that it's very difficult to do everything we do in 45 seconds. I think that anybody that has an issue with it, I understand, but we're playing for our livelihoods out here and this is what we want to do. If we want to provide the best entertainment for you, it's part of our process or it's part of my process at least. Yeah. Accountability. After this, another video went viral of DeChambeau playing slow, quote, with an approach shot and a putt, other golfers chimed in on social media and spoke out. Slow play, spoke out against slow play. 
It also appears here that DeChambeau may feel singled out, but according to Koepka, he just he isn't just referring to him when talking about the slow play. And then later on in an interview, DeChambeau admitted that Koepka would kick his ass. So kiss, kiss his ass. I or? meant to say kick there. Oh, okay. So as beginner <laughs> golfers, what is your stance on slow play versus keeping up? Yeah, I mean. It really depends on how many people are on the course. Right. Like, Sunday was... Sunday... I don't see the big deal. I really doubt 45. Let the man have his extra 45. <laughs> I mean, I'm no, I'm not good at it, so... But when I mean, it comes to tournament and, and all that stuff, and especially because you're walking... Right. I, mean, I get, I get that, the, then. I mean, you have time. You have the time already. Right. Like, you should be calculating your airspeed as you're walking to the whole... Like, your Why ball. Why does that extra 45 really matter if so many people are against slow play? If there's only five or six guys doing it, who cares? But I mean, I mean for that adds up in you being in the a tournament. Thing. I get that you want to keep shit going, but I mean for us being on the course, whatever. I mean scramble. You got to keep pace. I mean oh, when you're doing sure. your lead. Oh, yeah. I mean oh, you yeah. got to keep pace. Oh yeah. You gotta... oh yeah, for sure. I mean we, and we do. And the only time I mean I only played one uh, one week, and nobody was on our ass. We weren't on anybody else's ass, and it was perfect. I mean we weren't we weren't really screwing around or like calculating our shots or whatever. But I mean. I'm not Bryson DeChambeau either. <laughs> well, I wonder what the rules are. Because, you know, they each have a stance, yeah. and neither of them are wrong, but I wonder what the actual rules are. How long can you take to take a shot? Because he mentions it being, some rules being forced and some others, some other rules not being reinforced. I think it might, don't quote me, because this happened last year. I can't remember the golfer. Um, he hit a chip and it rolled in, and it sat right at the edge oh, of the cup. Yeah. And he was sitting and staring at it, and, and staring, it and it eventually went in. But a it was like a half. minute and a half. It was a minute and a half. And they ended up causing him a stroke because he waited too long. Yeah. Because yeah. the ball was at rest. When the ball's at rest, you have, I don't know the exact yeah, time, but it's definitely less than a minute and a half. Maybe. So what would have happened if he walked away from it and it fell into the hole. If it was with, if the ball if the it was ball, in his time frame, it would work. The time frame of when the ball stops moving. That's when the clock, clock imaginary starts. clock starts. And you have like 30 to 45 seconds to go and make your, or at least line up for your shot. Okay. And that's, that's like your time period. So he hit this chip and it dangled on the edge. Right. But it did come to a complete stop. Yeah. And his timer should have started, but he just sat there and they were looking at it and they were looking at it from different angles. And then after like a minute and a half, it did eventually fall in. Okay. But because that time, they right. ended up pulling it and calling him a stroke and he had a re-hit. Oh, that sucks. That sucks ass. What? So they enforce it there, but they, I mean, are they not I, They're probably not enforcing it before the hit. It's probably enforced after, after the hit. After the hit. hit. So. Yeah, does he hit it and it stopped and he was already at the green, like he was right there at the green and he was kind of walking around. I don't know, we would have to look it up, but I think maybe that's probably how they do it. So that's why, like, people get shamed upon for slow play because mm-hmm. they haven't swung yet. But, I mean, I can see speeding it up a little bit. You have a lot of time when you're on the green and stuff like that, but... I mean, walking to your, you hit your drive and you're walking your 300 yards to your drive. I mean, there's got to be be something. There's overtime in football. Are you going to be, I mean, let the man play. I mean, 45 more, let him. I don't see an issue with it. I mean, it's golf. It's a slow, it's a slow pace anyways. I mean, I understand there's a pace of play, but I I mean, if he wants to take 45 seconds to calculate some shit, that's going to get him 20 yards of the hole. I mean, go for it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not playing against him, so I have yeah, you know, good for him. I mean, I think there there is a time to keep pace, and there's a time when you know just play. 
I guess. Just play. Have fun. Well, Chelsea, yeah. that was a spectacular golf. Thanks, dude. Um, and now we're going to take Ryan's take on the NBA playoff update. All right. All right, guys. NBA playoff update. Things have changed as I wrote this, so I will update as I go. <clears throat> so the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets. Celtics at the time when I wrote this were leading the series 3 to nothing. As of last night, they defeated the Brooklyn Nets and swept them and have moved on. Called it. Right? <laughs> uh, Miami Heat versus Atlanta Hawks. The Heat lead the series 3-1. to one. Next game will be April 26th. The Philadelphia 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors. Uh, 76ers lead the series 3-1. to one. That game was also played last night. I didn't see who won. I do believe it was the Raptors. I don't have a score, though. Keep going. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Chicago Bulls. The books, books, the Bucks lead three to one. The next game will be April twenty seventh, and then Phoenix Suns versus the New Orleans Pelicans series is tied. Next game is April twenty sixth. Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz series is also tied two to two. Next game is what was last that? night. I didn't see that one either. Okay, the uh, the Raptors won last night, so they did win. Okay, so it's now the series is three two. Yep, and then. Golden State Warriors versus Denver Nuggets. Warriors lead series 3-1. Next game will be the 27th of April. And then the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, The Utah Jazz lost to the uh, Mavericks 102-77. And then the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves series tied. Next game will be Tonight. tonight, the 26th. Yeah, Joel Embiid got hurt in that game, too. He's out. Did he? He fucked up his thumb, didn't he? Yeah. So he's out. Yeah. Out, out. Wow. Yeah, that caught some of that game. And I do believe Luka... So do you think the Raptors come back and win it? Maybe. Because Joel Embiid's out? I could see it. He is there. I mean, dude, he's... I love him. I like how Um, he's Toronto. (laughs) 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 You're terrible. Jesus, Spell check, Ryan. right? The, the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> All right. I'll go into some uh, NBA playoff uh, highlights. I'll start with the Boston and versus Brooklyn. This is game three highlights. I didn't get any from last night because I did write this uh, last night. Uh, Celtics took a commanding lead. And Jason Tatum scored 39 points. Jalen Brown scored 23 points. Those two combined for 62 and led the Celtics to the victory. Also, Celtics forced 21 turnovers that led to 37 points. Jason Tatum led with 6 of 13 steals. Come on, phone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, wait. The next series, though. I know, right? My phone's all (laughs) fucked up. Uh, The next series that I will talk about is the Milwaukee-Chicago series. That series is also looking ugly. Milwaukee is the defending champ. They took a 3-1 to one lead over the Chicago Friday night. Giannis led the Bucks with 32 in just 35 minutes of play. Dude, Dude couldn't dang. miss a shot. That's like a shot a minute. Right. Yeah, absolutely insane. Whoa. Yeah. What? That's disgusting. Or almost a shot every Dude, two minutes. Dude, that's fucking we tuned in. Sick. We tuned in and watched that game Friday night, and that game was over, and it was, it was like 10 minutes left of the fourth quarter period. It's not a... Oh yeah, whoops! No, it's a shot like every two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Also helping was receiving reserve guard Grayson Allen. He came in off the bench and scored twenty-seven points. 
it yeah. helps a lot helping those that, guys come off the bench. That's a lot coming off the oh, bench. Yeah. You usually get like 14, 16 maybe from right. them. Right. Coming in and scoring 30 off the bench is huge. On the other side of the court, the Bulls got 24 points from Zach Levine, 23 out of DeMar DeRozan, and 24 out of Patrick Williams. But those three combined scored 67 was not enough to defeat the Bucks. So the Bulls are on the ropes as well. And I will cover one more series, the Miami Heat versus the Atlanta Hawks. While Kyle, with Kyle Lowry out with an injured hamstring, Jimmy Butler <coughs> put the heat on his shoulders with 36 points <clears throat> to lead the Heat to 110 to 86 ass beating. Miami outscored Atlanta 30 to 15 in the second period. On top of Butler's amazing offensive performance, he also had 10 rebounds, four assists, and, and a block shot. Trey Young, who is Atlanta's star point guard, was held just nine points, five assists, and five turnovers. Damn. So, yeah, Weeks dude. On. They put him on fucking lockdown. Weeks right. on. Uh, sounds to me that Atlanta got into the bright light and they kind of choked. I'm really hoping. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I would say. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing a Boston-Miami Eastern Conference Finals. That would be cool to see. Didn't Atlanta beat Cleveland to get in? They though? did. They did. But you'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, also, I would like to congratulate Tyson Fury, this is boxing, on defending his heavyweight championship belt against Dylan White with a six-round knockout from a right-handed uppercut. So, congratulations, Tyson. Yeah, and I think it was still a technical knockout. I think it was. Because dude beat the count, but when he stood up, he was he, all dude, he just kind of fell back over. Shaky, <laughs> all shaky. He was done. And then I'm going to do some uh, little MLB drama. Ooh. Ooh. Drama. So. Dude, this was fucking <laughs> right? smacking. <laughs> so, we all know the New York Yankees, right? So, the New York Yankees letter has been leaked. And Shoo. in the leak, it is confirmed that the almighty Yankees have been caught cheating. Fuckers. Ooh. Guys, you gotta deal it with me. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Get with it. Apparently, during their cheating, they used the dugout phone to relay stolen signs in the 2015-2016 season. What the public didn't know as well was that the Yankees were also using the video replay room to steal signs as well. The MLB commissioner came out and said the scheme was similar to what the Red Sox had done. So apparently... The Yankees were complaining that the Red Sox were stealing signs, and in in the investigation, the MLB like, found out they're <laughs> right. stealing yeah. signs. Yeah, the MLB found out that they were stealing signs. So Rob Manfred said, "This is the commissioner of the MLB." What the fuck is in the water over there? In the I East don't Coast, know, dude. George and shit. Like, they drink, what cool are they drinking? Aren't you from the East Coast? No, well, I mean, Buffalo's like completely opposite side of the state. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just pulling your chain, So, uh, closer to Cleveland. Rob Manfred, right. the commissioner of the MLB, said the Yankees used the dugout phone to relay information to the opposing club signs during the 2015 and some of the 2016 season. Constituents, a material violate. I had it. I had it. <laughs> a material violation of replay <laughs> review and regulation. By using the phone and video room to instantaneously transmit info regarding signs to the dugout in violation of the regulations, the Yankees were able to provide real-time information to the players regarding an opposing club sign sequence. The same objective as the Red Sox scheme that was the subject of the Yankees' complaint. So they shot themselves in the foot. But during that time, they didn't go anywhere. Didn't they? Was was that the year that Cleveland? I want to say that was the year that we played them in the playoffs. Yeah. And we beat both of them. Yeah. 
Well, so all that cheating, they should have got our signs, right? Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't really matter. No, for us at least, no. but for other teams. For so sure. okay, so if they, if they didn't win the World Series, I mean, look at Houston. Still can't cheat. Yeah, right. But, okay, so what are you gonna do? You find them. I mean, that's about it. I mean, they got they got fans throwing <laughs> shit at, at at people. They're stealing signs. The Yankees organization should be disbanded and gotten rid of. Them. <laughs> Done. Yankees are trash. It's kind of funny Dude. how this just came to light. <laughs> I and mean, fucking bullshit with the Yankees. Right. Throwing shit at That's us. what I'm saying. If you're from this New York, we're not taking this out. On disband you. the Yankees. Get them out of here. They're a trash organization. No, no. What if right. all the what if all the what if all the fines that okay they get fined a bunch of money. Yeah. What if that money gets distributed to the other teams? The other teams they played that year in significance. Like what, if, what if what if Cleveland got like a another twelve million dollars to put in their salary cap to boost players because that they won't pay? They they got cheated against. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean I mean I guess cool if they got the money and they used it. I mean sure that'd be kind of cool, but I mean but just finding them it's not stopping them from anything. If if you can afford no. the fine, who cares? No, I mean shit. The Astros got busted uh, stealing signs too. They still made it to the World Series, and they still made it to the playoffs into the World Series again after they got caught cheating. So I mean, and what they just got fined? Did they lose picks or anything? Like, not I mean, that I'm aware of. I don't. I, I think that like the coaches got all got fired and everything like that. And even then, in baseball, it's like, is the draft really big in baseball? Like, I feel as if well, it's not because the draft happens during the season. And, like half, and half the time the players go to the minor leagues right away. Right, and you, you don't never see them for years. like two or three, maybe two years. Yeah. Maybe three. And, yeah. And half the time you might not even see them. Right. Or they'll trade them away before they even come up to your team. So, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, yeah. yeah. Baseball, there's, and I mean, dude, there's 180 games. Too many. If you want to watch signs for, you ban the shift, you make bigger bases. You know, if you want to try, try to cheat and try to follow their signs, however, yeah. Go for it. Then what? Each t- I mean, hey, each team then has to come up with a scheme to block it. I mean, change it up. I mean, they how- actually came out with uh, this year. They they started using anti-cheating technology. Doesn't the pitcher or the catcher have something on his? Yes, yeah. and I believe the pitcher also has something. On. I'm not exactly sure what it does. I can look into it and check out what it does. It might be an earpiece. It might be. And then the catcher pushes something on his on his wrist, and it relays a Signals message. Signals what they want. Yeah, so they're right. not doing signs or anything. But Oh, I, mean, I like that. Yeah. I like right, that. Right, right. Okay, I mean, okay, even... okay. Hold on a second. Yes. Let's go back to a, a different podcast where we were talking about putting chips in people's fucking jerseys. Okay. And now we're talking about all of this. Okay. Are we all chipped? It's not. Okay. <laughs> Whatever the technology may be, it's not authentic sport then. We are literally modernizing it to where these people aren't playing 100% authentically should they make as much money as they're being paid. If things are literally being projected for them. You need to read that yourself. Okay. Okay. I see where you're coming back with that. I don't know. But I mean, even that in the NFL... Quarterbacks have had speakers and headsets for years. years. Yeah, well, of course that. Right. Yeah, but what's but the difference? That's, that's essentially the same thing in baseball. Things. You're telling when I call play. from the call from the sideline. Right. Yeah. But college calls a lot of defensive yeah, plays they don't from the wear sideline. pieces out there, so that's why they're saying you can't cheat. No more using signs. Essentially, you got a you know a little wrist thing and an earpiece that's transmitting the signal or whatever you need mm-hmm. to know about the play. I'll I'll, I'll look into There's the. There's nothing wrong with that. I'll look into the anti-cheating thing the next I time mean, we I do. See, I see both aspects of things. 
But when, like, authentically, when does it become not an authentic sport? Well, I mean... It's becoming, like, technology. They still need the skill to play the sport. The, of the, course, yeah. of the course. Si- the signs, I wouldn't say, isn't that much of a skill because, I mean, the, the catcher's just flashing numbers with his fingers. And he has yeah. nails painted for different R- right, signs. Right, right, right. But it changes the dynamic right. of the teams. They literally put I mean, things, yes things into no. play so people don't fucking cheat. Right. People just shouldn't fucking cheat. They shouldn't, but they do. That's why you disband them. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. I'm tough. Get him out of here. Damn it. Bye, Yankees. You can take the 30 Bye. World Series and shove them. Or however many you guys have. Yeah, dude. And that's it with Ryan. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Uh, well, I'll take over. I got a little bit of uh, some quick F1. There was a race over the weekend. I got a quick NASCAR and... And before we fly into some football, with mainly with Corey and some of the, he knows more of the draft picks and who's going top ten, and he has some predictions. But I got some predictions on just what certain NFL teams might be doing before the draft. But uh, starting on uh, on Sunday morning, Formula One race was in Italy uh, to watch it here. I mean, we were kind of watching it at breakfast. It was on. I, I kind of liked it. Like it was a little more interesting than NASCAR. It was it was a little bit more entertaining. Um. It was in Italy. Red Bulls Max Verstappen took the checkered flag along with his teammate Sergio Perez. Rounding out third was McLaren's Lando Norris. Um, the next race is taking place in the good old U.S. of A. at the inaugural Miami Grand Prix on oh, May eighth. Right. We getting tickets? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no. up there with. I re- oh, we can go golfing cheaper, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Let's yes, go to one of those uh, golf tournaments yeah. we talked about earlier. It'd be cool, but I'm not this bougie right now. <laughs> Uh, after this weekend and the race for the Drivers' Cup, we're about halfway through the season right now. Uh, Charles Leclerc is still holding the top with a total of 86 points, but the 2021 winner, Max Verstappen, is closing in with 59 points. In the Constructors' Cup, Ferrari is at the top with 124 points, with Red Bull chasing down Ferrari with 113 points, which I'm actually surprised that Ferrari is still up to now. The Constructors' Cup is both drivers for the team earns points for the team. Mm. And the last two races, Carlos Sanz of Ferrari got knocked out of the race, and he didn't finish. So that's two races where Ferrari's banking on one driver to get him points. Okay. And the fact that they held out, especially with Red Bull right behind and then getting a win, is pretty impressive. Um, the biggest drop in standings this year has to be Mercedes, where Lewis Hamilton finished 13th overall on the weekend. Hamilton has won seven Drivers' Cup in his career, 2008, wow. 2014, 2015, 2017, 18, 19, and 20. So is the Drivers' Cup, like, the big cup to win? That's the – it's so the, the two cups, the Drivers' Cup and the Constructor Cup. The okay. Drivers' Cup is like like winning, winning it all when it comes to drivers. They, okay. Each driver owns their own individual points. Right. And then when the two drivers add points together for the Constructor's Cup, that's when the team wins. Okay. So – Hamilton is the driver right. with Mercedes team, I got you, and then I got you. and in those in those seven drivers cups, Mercedes has won eight years in a row from 2014 to 2021. And this year, Mercedes is in third in the constructors with 77 points, so they're still pretty far behind mm-hmm. second place. Uh, yeah, quite far from second in Red Bull. Uh, Lewis this year is currently in seventh place, and. I know you guys don't have the answer, but I mean, this this could be the fall of Mercedes. I mean, Mercedes has been dominant for so many years, and this year I don't. And Ferrari has come out this year like swinging, like Ferrari's always been middle of the pack, and they've kind of been creeping. Yeah. 
the last couple of years, and this year, whatever they did to their car, they just came out fucking swinging. That's dope. Swing bed bed. And because <laughs> I know, I'm not too sure of the specifics, but I will. I'll get into it next time I do F1. Um, they are changing like the cars, changing a whole complete dynamics and engine and all that next year, and. Like, this year, they changed the tires. Like, the tires are actually, they're smaller in width, but bigger in diameter. Mm. So, they changed the tire size this year. And, like, every year, you're allowed to add upgrades to your car. Like, certain aerodynamic, they, they, you can choose aerodynamics package, or you can choose performance. So, if you want to tweak something in your engine to gain more horsepower or acceleration or whatever, and you want, as teams, you have, and depending on how you finish, when the Constructors' Cup, you have a certain amount of money. There is a salary cap this year. And... You have these points, and certain upgrades to your your car cost points, and some of it might be aerodynamics. You maybe you want to tweak your wing, or completely like redo the body. Like that was Ferrari's mm. big year, big thing last year, I believe, is they tweaked their body, and they were kind of mid pack, but their engine wasn't quite there. And this year they went for performance, and, and they not just showing. Yeah, so. It's kind of cool how you're allowed to upgrade cars and everything else, and drivers float in and out and everything else, and it's it's kind of interesting. So, like, Mercedes, where Mercedes sits now in third, that far behind, and especially, like, Lewis Hamilton, I mean, he, he's always been the number one driver. Like, he's, he's, he's the dude to beat, and for some reason this car, I don't know if it's the car, or maybe it's just, maybe it is the driver, but I think it's the car this year, because even then, their other driver... Um, he hasn't been really. I think he got one podium this year, but he hasn't. He hasn't been doing shit. Yeah, so mm. it's it's gonna be it's an interesting season. And Red Bull wants to win. They Max Verstappen won last year, one of the Red Bull drivers. And this year, I think they really want to take that. Uh, they want that constructors' cup. They yeah. finally want that constructors' cup. Hell yeah! But with Ferrari up front, I mean, I mean Ferrari's been in F one for. I mean that's Probably that's history. Years. I mean that's history. Right. Like F one and Ferrari is unbelievable. That's like Ford and Chevy being in NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, basically. So, uh, but in, in the good old U.S. of A., we have NASCAR. Yeah. And this weekend, NASCAR was at Talladega, and the winner was Ross Chastain. Uh, crazy end of the race. Uh, he gained the lead on the last lap when the leader, Eric Jones, made a defensive move to block Kyle Larson, and that moved a clear way for Chastain to take the lead and secure the victory. Like, it was literally the last lap. I guess Jones didn't see Chastain down below. Yeah. But he was riding, like, the inside and just staying low. And then as soon as dude moved and, up. And as soon as Jones moved to block Larson, he just, bloop, got wow. the slipstream and just took it. <laughs> um, yeah. next week's Next week's race is at Dover International Speedway. So, does NASCAR do a salary cap, too? Do you know? That I don't know. Okay. Be- because... There's a lot of, if you think of teams like Joe Gibbs Racing yeah. and like the Junior and whatever team, Bubba, like I think Kyle, Kevin Harvick owns a team or something like that. They own multiple cars. Right. So it's, and but only some teams only might have one car. Yeah. So it just, it, it it's all like however many cars you can throw out there. But I mean, they, they're on more strict guidelines. Like their body has to be a certain way. Like, yeah. Like in F1, for example, the cars don't all look the same. You can tell there are differences in the wings and there's differences in the body and like everything. The, the cars aren't the same. Right, but NASCAR, everything has to be the same. But NASCAR, everything has to be the same mm-hmm. and it's it's basically on driving. There's a lot more, there is a lot of driving skill in F1, don't get me wrong. Right. But I mean, when you're pretty much 
all the cars have the same body and roughly same the same drivetrain. I mean, the only difference, if you noticed how certain races, all cars, like all the Toyotas will be in a pack. Yeah. And all of the Chevys will be in a pack. And some sometimes it's it's in and out, depending upon what they did that week, if they tweaked something in the dyno or like ECU or computer or something like that or whatever. But um, hmm. like uh, there was one, I think it was this year. I don't recall the actual race, but there was some... Something that had to do with Toyota cars, and all the Toyotas had to start in the back of the pack. Really? Um, yeah, it was some something with a design of the body, and it didn't pass inspection. So they all had to And they the all back. had to go in the back of the pack. That yep. <laughs> all the Toyotas. That sucks. <laughs> but uh, well, we'll see what happens this week. I mean, yeah, the F1's May 8th, so we got a couple more weeks for that. I'm assuming the NASCAR race is uh, Sunday. Yeah, right. yeah, and actually, with F one being in Miami, it might be on at a decent time for us to actually watch. So. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. What day is that race? Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Right. Sunday. So, uh, moving on to a little NFL. I'm gonna just kind of cover some of my predictions that I've seen and stuff that I've read across the interwebs. And, but um, this year's draft will be held in Las Vegas. Uh, I think Carolina will trade up with Jacksonville for the first pick potentially. Uh, Carolina needs all the help they can get right now. Uh, Carolina's GM, Scott Fitter, informed Sam Darnold they may very well draft a QB or trade their number one or number six pick to try to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Darnold last year was his first year with the Panthers, and he amassed a total of 2,527 yards with nine touchdowns and 13 interceptions with only 11 games in, playing in the season. He only played 11 games, and he just dropped a big old turd. I mean, he didn't do anything. He's, 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 what, he's only, what, two years in? Three years in? No, he's played three years in. He was drafted the same year. Darnold Baker's, is a bust. <laughs> Darnold's drafted the same year as Baker and Josh Allen. Okay. But he uh, but the Jets drafted him. Yes. Yeah. He was supposed and, to be this big shot. Blah, blah, blah. I think it was overplayed. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Darnold, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I also see I've I've seen a lot of rumors of the Eagles trying to trade up, offering Jalen Rieger, who was their first round pick two years ago, on a trade on the trade block. Which I guess he hasn't yeah. he just hasn't been performing. He was yeah. a dud. He was a dud. At least for the Eagles, he was kind of a dud. The Eagles are targeting James Jamison Williams, the whiteout out of Alabama. The Texans have a lot. I the Texans have a lot of interest in Derek Stingley out of LSU. And to potentially nab him at number three, um, they I believe they also have another Texans have another pick in the first round. Yes, and they do. So maybe they take Stinley at third. Maybe they don't, and I don't know who they would take third otherwise. Um, I'll leave that up to you later on. <laughs> um, as in regards to the 49ers and Debo Samuel, you can expect the 49ers to definitely use him as trade bait to get some draft picks. Oh, yeah. Uh, he wants out, doesn't he? Yeah, he, oh, wants, he wants out. Yeah, Samuel has Thanks, requested Eric. a trade out of San Francisco. Uh, the Packers are heavily targeting receivers in this draft after losing Marcus Valdez-Scantling and the biggest blow, Devontae Adams, they still have Randall Cobb, which I think he's getting to the tail end of he's his old. career. He's been there for a while. And recently signing Sammy Watkins Jr. to a one-year deal, who I also think is still on his outs and was never really that good. And right. He's just riding a hype train. I'm with you there. I'm with you. Uh, the draft this year is very deep on wide receivers, so I, I expect the Packers to take a wide receiver in the first round to give Rodgers some more downfield weapons. Atlanta is also struggling 
in the wide receiver department. They have four picks in the top 75 picks of the draft. Um, with Calvin Ridley being suspended for a year for betting on games, there's not much depth. But I can see them trading, potentially trading for a veteran receiver like A.J. Brown or, I mean, I guess, o, I mean, or trying to get Odell or something. They need, they need I think something. Atlanta needs a veteran receiver. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You I think they're tr- going to draft one, though. You're, you can't draft a veteran receiver. I mean, there's no. there's something there's something about at least one receiver. Hey, uh, Drake, this dude in the draft, he's very well probably going to be a veteran receiver. I mean, I don't have a problem. I mean, yeah, eventually, but I mean, yeah. I think a receiving core. I think any team should have a needs a veteran in somewhat. I mean, I agree, position. but I just think they see. I think they'll see a lot in this kid. I mean, and even then, the receiving core now is like I I looked him up and I. To be honest, I play a lot of I play a lot of fantasy, and I've never seen them pop up on fantasy football. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so, but that's 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 my predictions and takes. I mean, Corey's gonna go into here a little bit more on who he thinks the top ten draft picks are actually gonna be, and yeah, go ahead, Corey, take it away. I mean, this of course is just my opinion. Of course, doing research online, looking at ESPN, Yahoo Sports, you know, fan side of things, my side of things, taking into account. Um, I've seen some that online that match this list, kind of. But um, honestly, the first three that go in the draft, I think can be any one of these guys. But I think it's gonna be. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars personally are gonna take Trayvon Walker, defensive lineman out of Georgia. Um, I just showed Ryan a video earlier. It's insane. This lineman's like 270 pounds, but this dude is quick. Like, he put pressure on the quarterback, almost got him. The quarterback had got the ball off. The lineman tackled the receiver. Damn. Yeah. Like, a lineman. Dude has some wheels, (laughs) man. How do you pressure a quarterback and then tackle the receiver in the play? Like, this dude doesn't give up. Like, this dude will keep going. That's why. But also, I think... You know, the second pick is going to be Adrian Hutchinson, the edge rusher from Michigan that I talked about before. You know, mm-hmm. big, really fast. So, I think Jacksonville, too, like, it's Jacksonville. They could benefit from either of those. So, do you, but you definitely think Jacksonville's going defense round, round one? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think they either get the edge rusher or they take Walker. I think they need Walker more, is why they get Walker. And Adrian. I think potentially he should go number one because he's just a better overall player. I think he's like the number one prospect in the draft. Like, I think he will be the next Miles Garrett. So, like, mm-hmm. like this dude's a baller. And so I think, you know, that's kind of in their gut. Do we just take this dude or do we get the lineman? I feel they'll benefit more from the lineman, so they'll go with the lineman. Um, so, and then number two, I think Detroit will get then Aiden the edge rusher from Michigan. And then three, I think the Houston Texans will take Mr. Pancake. Mr. <laughs> Pancake. Keem Ekwon, offensive tackle from North Carolina. That dude's just a monster, dude. He puts everybody on their ass. Yeah, they do have to protect their, I mean, what is it, Mills still down yeah, there? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The so XFL star. That's who I think he goes to. Um, and plus, another reason I think Texans go with them, I mean, the top two players are probably the top two that go, or three, is these guys. So I just think being a number three in the draft, like um, being the Houston Texans when the first two guys 
you know, already picked, I mean, you go for the third best guy in that lineup, yeah. and I think that's Mr. Pancake. Okay. Mr. Pancake. <laughs> Putting out stacks. It came back one. Look out for that guy. But, um, so, Dude, number four apropos, is the New York. Right? What? Apropos. Oh. <laughs> totally. Pancakes on, on Sunday. Sunday. Totally. Right, right, right. So, do so, the Jets go defense or do the Jets go protecting little Zach Wilson? Mm. Nope. They're going with a cornerback. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, this dude, he is fast and good. I mean, I don't, I don't see Jalen Ramsey, but I pretty much see Denzel Ward. This dude's a boss. And uh, so I think they go with the cornerback that came from Cincinnati. Okay. Um, and number five, New York Giants. I think they're going offensive tackle. Charles Cross from uh, Mississippi State. Hmm. Once again, another beast. To protect who? Jones. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why this this year's draft is just so heavy with these guys. There's a lot of big boys, and a lot of these big boys are fast. So yeah. I think they get in that quick. Um, Carolina, uh, you guys heard me talk about him before. Evan Neal, uh, offensive tackle. That's who I think they're going to get. Uh, number seven, I got New York Giants with Kyle Hamilton, the safety. Yeah, the Giants have two. Wow, the Giants have two in the top ten, and the Jets have two in the top yes. ten. Yes, yes, they definitely do. I mean, come well, on, I, suck. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they spell it wrong. It's the New Jersey Jets and the New Jersey Giants. Thank you very much. So oh. yeah, I think Giants go for a safety from Notre Dame because this dude's quick, and good safeties are hard to come by. Yes, good the last like you find a baller safety, you want to nab that for sure. <laughs> safeties are so safety. important; can stop so many plays, but like they. Safety's a hard position, man. <laughs> I mean, I think that the last good safety I can see being taken in the top ten is probably Tredavious White. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's why I think uh, that's what the Giants go for with seven. Uh, Atlanta, we were talking about it earlier. I think they need a receiver. You're exactly right. So I think they're going with Drake London, wide receiver from USC. Uh, I think he's one of the best receivers in the draft right now. Um, followed by, that's who I think the... So, my prediction, when the first trading up and stuff happens, personally, is going to come at the ninth pick. So, I think what's going to happen, because the ninth pick is the Seattle Seahawks, I think the Texans are going to trade their 13th pick and an early third-round pick to the Seahawks so they can get a receiver in the ninth selection. Uh, that's what I think. Houston Texas, is going to move yeah. up. Yes. Why would Why would Seattle move down for two picks? Yeah, but I mean at the Give same time, Seattle, 13th, Seattle needs a, a lot of help too. I don't think so. I don't think Seattle's thinking that way. That's I mean, why. Are you promised a pick though when you move down? I mean, I mean, yeah. it's essentially a deal. You're like trading. Yeah. Okay. They're like, hey, I'll give you my 13th pick. And my 68th round pick which is third for round. your ninth pick. Which ah, is so you get two oh. picks for one to yeah, just I move see, up. I see, but it's an earlier pick. Right. Yeah. right. Okay. I think that's see, what... Nine to 13 really isn't that much. Like, it's not that much of a move. Right. Now, I can see if it was... Now, this is why I think they do it, because I think they're going to try to grab Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Oh. Boost up their line, protect that quarterback. Or no, you need. So you said wide receiver. Yeah, oh, Garrett Wilson's so, a dominant wide receiver. I mean, Ohio and they State. do need right. wide receivers. Their best wide receiver right, right. now is Brandon Cooks, and I he's honestly right. I, is this that's randomized? Why I think, 
Is uh-huh. this randomized? No, no, no that's it's not standing. Yeah, that's yeah that's the actual pick order. Like of the Jacksonville NFL. came in last in the entire league, and it goes that way. And then, like All where right. it says the Giants at seven from the Chicago Bears, they got that pick from a trade. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm interested. Where are the Browns in this? The Browns, they don't have a thirteenth. They would have been thirteenth. Yeah, but they, they traded have... for Deshaun Watson, and they traded our first round pick. Yes. Okay. So there are deals that go on before the actual so draft. draft yes. Yes. And yeah. then, can you still trade anybody? That you could do it during the draft. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of players. There's, there's phone calls made that are like, "Yo, I mean, you get a you get a clock, and sometimes decisions are made within that three minute clock so or ten minute clock of picking." Still lose to Sean Watson? No. 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 no, 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 no you no, still no. have the Sean Watson. You just oh. you definitely won't get a first round pick. Yeah. That contract like signed, girl. <laughs> Unless okay. we trade, unless this you trade awesome. for, and I'm we get, yeah, to, right, I guess, in right, some regard, there's exactly. A lot going on You're gonna here. be lucky to get a third round pick for Baker. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Ain't that the truth? Lightly um, Baker. And then at number ten, the Do Jets. It. I think they go for Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama. So basically, I think your receivers start going seven, eight, you know, or uh, eight, nine, and ten. I think you'll start to see the receivers start to hit. Because I also think like. Uh, the other boy from Ohio State, Chris Ocklin, mm-hmm. I, I think he could potentially be in this mix of these four as well. His football knowledge is incredible. And Chris and uh, Garrett both are very, they're unique individuals. They're really good players. They're, they're good people. They're like, one's a journalist as well. They both have very smart football knowledge. That's interesting. He's a journalist. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm-hmm. See, the interesting... I'm looking forward to is this Kansas City has 29 and 30. So then you just take two players right off the rip. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that's why I was I predicted Philly to trade up because I think they want James and like Wilson. Was, right. Williams. Yeah. 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 And that's very possible too because like I was talking to you earlier, in this draft, Guys, this draft is just going to be nuts. I don't, I don't even know if any of this. Would there's be a true. lot of linemen. There's a lot of defensive players. And there's, there's a lot of wide receivers. There's I could, not, yeah, I could be wrong in receivers going to top four. Mm-hmm. I really think these defensive and offensive linemen guys are going, but it's crazy this year because there's no quarterbacks really in the mix. It's there's very Ryan. empty in running backs. It's very right. empty in tight ends. They say you draft. have a few select quarterbacks. This is a very quarterbacks, draft. and they're already yeah, it, part of a team. I haven't seen a draft, but like I mean, this some of these players. These some ESPN said they haven't seen drafts like this since like the '60s. Wow! But some of these big dude drafts is now. Now you're trying to. You're this is where you build a team, right? Yeah. Isn't it the '60s the last time the Browns won? The Super Bowl? 69. Not 60. A championship. Championship. The yeah. last championship? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was way back. Probably in the 50s. 50s? I think, in, I think it was in the 60s. No, it was the, the, the 60s was the Super Bowl. The, it, was it was before the, 50s. the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We had all the championships, actually, but then... We got moved to Baltimore on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, Art Modell. Yeah. Thanks, Art. Yeah. Piece of shit! <laughs> but, I mean... Wow. Be inter- so the draft starts Thursday night. The first round's Thursday night. And the second and third is... What time does it start Thursday? Seven okay. or eight. But, I mean, I watched it last year. And I, it I haven't is, watched it in years. It's boring as fuck. Oh, my God. It's boring as it fuck. It really is. I mean, what, the draft? Yeah. I love watching the draft. Oh, you guys are crazy. God. It's just you're sitting there. But like, I also watch college ball. I watch a lot of these kids. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's just like you sit there. And, and they're yeah. on the clock. To me... I, I don't know. To me, okay, so watching the draft, right, 
you're right. It's on the clock. It's right. kind of scroll. It's scrolling, but there's right. drama in it, man. These kids, these kids are. This is their life. This is their career. You get to see the reactions of the family when they get paid. Right. I mean, that's fun. That I mean, is cool. You see all that stuff. I watch these kids. You mm. know, I've been watching college. But do you for think a while. like some it's of these people boring. know where they're going? Like I some have, people, yeah. I have yeah. a feeling Trevor Lawrence knew that he was going. The oh dance. yeah, I yeah. Would think so, well, yeah. I would say. Uh, okay, so I would argue number one, yeah, but like Lamar Jackson had no idea. He wasn't even picked in the first round. Right. Like, or no, he was picked last in the first round. But like, he thought he was going in the top 10. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot of emotion in it. And honestly, that year, I didn't, this I didn't expect Cleveland to take Baker for right. pick. Exactly. They had, they had like two top fives or something like that. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting Baker to go first, but. I guess it's pretty cool to watch this and actually see it play through and then watch the season as it mm-hmm. unfolds. Yeah. At least watch the first round. But, like, what plays on Saturday or I Friday or something like that? That's, that's... I have to understand this first before I can. I, I don't understand <laughs> Right, the exactly. Picks. And that's the thing with me. You know, watching college, right. I know that player. You and really then I see who that player's drafted. Yeah. Then I know three years right. later, like, this dude's dominating. Really? I'm like, I yes. knew he was going to yeah. be a dog. Right. You really that's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then even then, like, after the draft, any players who sign up for the draft who don't get drafted just become undrafted free agents. Yeah. yeah. So then any team can pick up these yeah. players and they'll practice and that with a ton too. Yeah. yeah. And they'll practice and go through training camp and go through preseason and maybe they, then they might not make the cut, but some of them might. I mean, it just, yeah, a lot of guys will get picked up the... from practice squad. Cause we're like, dude, mm-hmm. we see the potential in you just after six months. We didn't see this during Colin or uh, combine or pro day or anything like that. Yeah. So they'll take these undrafted free agents. They'll throw them through training camp and preseason and play them and see and, some of them will get cut, and some might get signed to the practice squad to improve a little bit and mm-hmm. see how it grows, and then they or might they end get... up on the one sport that we're getting into. Or they'll Dude, get into they the USFL. The and... on yeah. YouTube who threw like a crazy pass, and who was it? The Jets. I think the um, Jets called him, and another team called him to come out to tryouts just off a YouTube video. That's awesome. I think Houston pulled a player from the XFL, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, believe, I believe Mills. So they, they got scouts and people who hunt all over for mm-hmm. crazy talent. So, yeah, then having this USFL and watching players' potential, I mean. Yeah. Did you watch any of that this Great weekend? Great for the I NFL. Not. Yeah. I mean, I, what I saw from the first week, it's like. I watched a little bit of it, it but. Not much. Yeah. I saw, like, highlights. Yeah. yeah but, yeah, it was still a little nasty. A little rough. <laughs> <laughs> but, so it's interesting to see what happens in the draft. We'll cover the draft after. Uh, maybe not next week. I think we're the sports episodes. We might kind of do every other week. Just kind of give us more to chat about within in that time period. But we'll have our interstitial episodes and our weekly episodes. But, uh... Yeah, you want to you want to take us out and yeah, dude. Just see see what else and yeah. So next week on Tuesday, May third, um, I actually asked my brother, who has been in recovery from addiction, to join us on our uh, my Theracakes podcast. So um, it was really kind of sweet. I asked him the day whether or not it worked, and he said I, I asked him, you know, genuinely because working with people with mental illness or addiction or anything in that regard. It's very vulnerable. So you got to make sure that they're comfortable doing whatever it, you know, whatever works for them. And I said, you know, you can say how much or as little as you want to. But I said, does that work for you? And do you want it to be just me and you or the other dudes allowed to be there? 
He said, everyone can be there. I don't want to change the podcast. Let's keep it real. Nice. And that's well, that's Noah for you. So yeah. I really appreciated that, and I thought I would share it with you guys. Side note, we're recording it Tuesday, and it'll probably go up Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, dude. So... Check look out for that. I don't wanna. I we are we don't we don't do these live. They're, they yeah. are recorded and absolutely yeah. So so it'll be out within you know the week of next week essentially uh, May second. So it's been real and we appreciate again our avid listeners. We appreciate the newcomers here. Uh, please keep listening to us. Join us on Facebook uh, hashtag Smooth as Soup. And yeah. we, we will continue to uh, update you guys about sports and everything going on in our personal lives. You guys are now uh, officially fans, you know, quote on fans. Yeah, they're fans. part of the fam. Fam dams. In 25 followers, Ryan gets you a G-Wagon. <laughs> All of you. Just kidding. All of you. JK. JK Laws. JK Laws. All right. We'll love you guys, and excuse Corey's fucking watch this whole time. Dude, Siri just chimes in when she I wants know. to. I know. She just Silly wants to be girl. a part of it. She Silly wants to be girl. part of the fam. Silly yeah. girl. Yeah, she does. All right, guys. We appreciate you. You guys have a great night, and be safe out there. Later. Later. Bye.